Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Steadfast and Law podcast. You know, we're here in Texas, and Texas is wrapping up its 88th legislative session, got one week to go. And we have a couple of incredibly strong political activists, uh, ladies who know policy like the back of their hand, and that is Alice Linehan, who has been just at the forefront of everything related to education, educational freedom, uh, choice in education, parental choice. And we have Jill Glover, who is the chairwoman of the Legislative Priorities Committee. She is also a member of the State Re uh, Republican Executive Committee, and she is doing a fantastic job. And what we want to do is talk about the legislative priorities that the Republican Party of Texas uh, voted on, got approved during their uh, convention last year, getting ready to come into this legislative session. And where do we find ourselves? So this is all going to be about A, B, C, D, or F. And how do we correct these things? And how do we hold every uh, person down there accountable, from the governor to the lieutenant governor to the uh, to the speaker of the house? So, ladies, thanks for being with us on the Steadfast and Law podcast. Thank you for having. Thank you. All right, Jill, we're going to start with you. Legislative priority number one: uh, What is it? Where do you see it? And then I'll go to Alice for her comments, and we'll just go right down the line. You you bet. So, our very first one is protecting our elections. And as you may remember, Alan, last um, legislative session, election integrity was also our number one yes. priority. And um, I will I will be perfectly honest with you. This is probably um, going to be our biggest disappointment, this particular legislative session. Um, most of our bills got hung up in the House. Uh, the Senate did its job. They passed um, good bills for um, protecting our elections. But unfortunately, they got held up in the House Elections Committee, and we're not real sure what that was all about, but um, the only real big success that um, we had actually took place on the House floor last night, and that was with Senate Bill 1070, known as the ERIC Bill, which mm -hmm. is the interstate uh, cross-voter registration system, and we, um, we want out of that for a variety of reasons, and so we did get a piece of legislation that allows us to um, exit that and be able to look at our voter rolls and hopefully have more valid voter rolls. So that is one piece of good news, um, but overall, um, not, not so great on election integrity this session. You want to add anything to that, Alice? Well, I think like in all the issues, uh, we can't depend on legislation or legislators to fix everything. And we've got to be boots on the ground, poll watching in this next election. We've got to be um, 
very engaged to defend our rights to vote. Yeah. And so I was a poll watcher this last for these um, elections, just the school board and city councils. And um, you can tell they're preparing. Yeah. And so I, I think we've got to fight for legislation, but we've got to be boots on the ground. Absolutely. Now, I will tell you that one of the things that did we restore the felony offense to, uh, you know, voter you know fraud and uh yes yes i believe uh that we are going to get that but i'll be perfectly honest with you i'm i'm not giving them credit for that <laughs> okay. because they they goofed that up up last session yes and, yes you know so that that was that's a that, mulligan that was a minimum yes yeah but yes that that looks like that is going to happen now the yeah. one thing that uh if i'm correct they did not you know, eradicate ranked choice voting, which Correct. is a very dangerous thing for us to go down the path of. I mean, you can see what happened in Alaska. That's, so. that's right. So, okay. So ladies, A, B, C, D, or F on election integrity. Mm. Jill? I'm going to give it a D. I, I say F. Okay, a D and an F uh, from our panel on election integrity for the Texas State Legislative Session. Next, yeah. priority, legislative priority. Right. And that's that's securing our border. And I will tell you, the jury is still out on that. Um, as you may know, uh, Representative Schaefer had House mm -hmm. Bill 20, um, which did die on a point of order. But we do have House Bill 7. Um, we are trying to get two amendments on that bill in the Senate. And um, it it we're hoping that it will come up for a vote on the Senate floor today or tomorrow. Tomorrow is the last day. But there are two very critical amendments that we need added to it. And one is to add repel as part of the mission. And then the second thing is legislative findings that give the governor constitutional cover to do repel. And so if we get those two things added onto HB7, then I think it could be a very good bill. Um, if we don't, then not so good. Well, what you're talking about, Article 4, Section 7 of the Texas State Constitution says that the governor, as commander-in-chief of Texas military forces, is supposed to repel invasions. It's there in the Texas State Constitution, right. so I don't know what other affirmation you need. It doesn't say you put them on buses and you ship them to Chicago, New York, or Kamala Harris's house. It says you're supposed to repel invasions, which means you put them on a bus and send them back across the Rio Grande. Alice, what are your thoughts? Well, and to your point, and again, we keep passing laws and feeling like we have to pass laws, which, you know, can be useful, but... We have all the rights there. We just don't use them. Yeah. And we've got to have a mindset of, of taking control and not um, allowing ourselves to think that someone in Austin is going to fix it. They're not. We don't have operational control of our border. We agree? And Correct. so on this legislative priority, A, B, C, D, or F, Alice? F? Dang, well, I'm glad I didn't take your class, <laughs> Professor Linehan. All right, Jill. Well, I'm, I'm going to say incomplete on this one because, um, and, and you're right, there are things that we can already do, but I do think if we get this bill passed and we have that legislative support um, and we get those two amendments, 
um, then then I think that could be a good thing. But but the jury's out, so incomplete. But, but from at this point right now, as we're sitting here talking, we got what thirty six hours before. I, okay. Yeah. And then the I goes to an F, right? That's right. All right. <laughs> Priority number three. Oh, this one. This- this one makes me happy. This is our good news. This is our wonderful, wonderful bright spot, uh, banning gender modification, um, mutilation, really, in children. Uh, we worked really hard to try to get this done last session. It just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I am thrilled to say we did it this session. We Absolutely. did it. This bill is on its way to the governor's desk. And I'll be honest with you, it's a great bill. Uh, yeah. No bill is perfect, but this bill is probably one of the stronger ones, if not the strongest one in the nation. Okay. So we're very happy with it. Um, I cannot say enough good things about Senator Campbell and Representative Oliverson. Uh, yes. They are both medical doctors. They were the perfect ones to carry this bill, and uh, we got it done. And, and this includes the puberty blockers and hormonal therapies and everything. for ch- Now, this, this is, is children. Folks, understand, this is children. We are blocking this for children. So, you know, if you're younger than 18, you can't get a tattoo. But all of a sudden, you know, we got people saying, oh, yeah, a five or six-year-old can determine what their gender can be. Any comments, uh, Alice? Well, I I give huge kudos to Jill Glover and for all the work that you personally have done on this because it Mm -hmm. could not happen if you hadn't organized and educated people on what is truly going on to give um, the legislators backing to push this legislation. So I, I want to give you kudos. Yeah, and well, your background I, is counseling, Jill, so thank you so much. Right. Well, and I appreciate that. And I do want to say this this one is a bit bittersweet because last session, you know, the case that brought this to the forefront was that of little Jeff Younger. And very, very sadly, um, we were not able to save little Jeff and his mom relocated him and his brother to California. And um, so it is incredibly heartbreaking. And so this one is bittersweet for me. Yeah. Um, that, that we weren't able to save that child, but I have to trust that God will um, take care of him in some form or fashion. And um, there's a legacy here of hopefully thousands of other children who are going to be saved from this yep. hideous um, mythology, this lie. And so. it's not over. The ACLU says that they want to bring a lawsuit, but that's to be expected uh, because the ACLU yeah. and the leftists, they hate children. So without okay. a doubt, I think I can be safe to say this is an A from, from both of you. Yes. Good. All right. This is an A. This, an this a. is an A. Boy, yeah. Professor, and, and a- Professor Linehan finally got an A out of her. All right. <laughs> Next legislative and, priority. Yeah. And this this one is looking really pretty good, too. This is stopping sexualization of sex, of Texas children. And we got um, what, what we refer to as the drag queen bill. Um, it's Senate Bill 12. And it is it prohibits sexually explicit performances in front of children in public spaces. And what's great about this bill is it's not not specifically drag queens, it's any sexually explicit performance. Yeah. And so it's broader. And so um, that that is a good thing and that has been passed and we are very happy about it. 
Um, we have another bill that is part of this particular legislative priority that, again, the jury is out. Um, we are very optimistic that it's going to come to the Senate floor this evening, um, worst case tomorrow, and that is House Bill 900. Mm -hmm. And this is actually where we, we could still use some help. We could still use some phone calls on this. But um, this is uh, the bill to ban the explicit library books yes. in Texas public schools. And uh, Representative Patterson has just done a phenomenal job on this bill. And we have we've done a lot of work here the last few days trying to get it over the finish line in the Senate and uh, clean. We don't want any amendments on yeah. it. Um, it is a good, strong bill. Heritage called it model legislation. Um, and so we are um, we're really, really uh, working hard to get this passed. Alice. Well, I think. What's so great about this legislation, too, is it opens the door for parents to look at suing teachers, school districts, for showing uh, pornography in the classroom. Explicit material. Explicit yeah. material. Yeah. And, it, and it is there through the comprehensive sex education, and I think this will allow us to open the door to expose that and that it is coming in through the, the curriculum and through the technology, and it allows us to uh, file suit. You know, it's amazing to me because if I were to take my little grandson, Jackson, into a XXX bookstore, I'm doing the perp walk. There, right. There's no if ands, or buts about it. You know, Child Protective Services is going to come in. So why do we think it's okay to have this type of material, you know, in our libraries and, and, and going to our kids? So, all right. So where do we rank it? A, B, C, D, or F? Well, I, I you know, it's, I would say right now I'm going to give it a B just because we do have incomplete yet on this bill. There was one other part of the bill, which is repealing the obscenity um uh, exemptions that we weren't able to do. Yes. This was really kind of a three-parter. Um, but like I say, I'm, I'm optimistic in the next 36 hours, we'll, we'll have our final uh, score on this. But okay. looking good. So right now it gets a B. Alice? I would say uh, a B as well, but I, I will reserve. I don't understand why we can't get the obscenity exemptions removed. That, to me, that, that's just unconscionable. Yeah. Well, and that's what opens the doors. It does open district. the door. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next legislative priority. Yeah. So the next one um, was our banning dim chairs. And as you know, this isn't really a piece of legislation. This was about rules in the House. Mm -hmm. And you may remember back in January, we had hundreds of grassroots activists come to the Capitol wearing red t-shirts that said bad, ban dim chair, Democrat chairs. And um, unfortunately, the, uh, the speaker um, and the House members chose not to change that rule. Um, but we did get less Democrat chairs this session. Um, we got nine instead of 13. So there's a little bit of improvement, but that's still not good enough. When, when voters have put Republicans in the majority um, in the legislature, we expect majority to hold all those leadership positions. Absolutely. So, um, you know, this, this is, um, this is, you know, this is not not one that we have done well with. And, and um, we're talking about some pretty key committee chairmanships that were given to Democrats. That's right. That's Alice? that's. Well, 
I think that we need to look at our what's going on behind closed doors in Austin. And there's a lot of uh, rubbing elbows and uh, negotiations. And earlier we talked about, you know, where are the moral, where's the moral fortitude of these people that we elect? And once they get to Austin, um, they lose it all. And I think that this, you know, shows it. But I think we need to start holding our Republican leadership accountable. I agree. All right. A, B, C, D, or F? Mm. Uh, I'm I'm probably going to be charitable and say say a D (laughs) since we made a tiny bit of improvement. But, yeah, not so good. Um, I'm giving our uh, Speaker of the House an F. Because it was on him. As a matter yeah. of fact, he moved the date uh, of that, that rule decision because he knew when you all were showing up, and he, he did it on a different date, if I'm correct. I, I'm going to let you say that. Um, we, we will say that we didn't oh. know for sure, and we oh. took a gamble on the day. Oh. Um, I will say they knew we were coming, and um, so we'll leave it at that. All right, we'll leave it at that. Next legislative priority. <laughs> Yeah. Jill's nice, uh, man. <laughs> the session's not over yet. <laughs> we need to come back. Okay. Um, abolish abortion is our next one. And really the next two, uh, abolishing abortion and protecting our Second Amendment rights. We knew that we were going to be more in defensive position on these two priorities. Um, you may remember, but when the delegates voted on abolishing abortion, that was prior to the Supreme Court rolling back mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade and the decision going back to the state. So Fortunately for us, last session we had the heartbeat bill. We also had the trigger bill. So when Roe v. Wade um, occurred, then in Texas, abortion, I mean, yeah, abortion became illegal. So we're really in very good shape for that. So this session, we were concerned that we might see some inroads into loosening restrictions, but we really haven't had anything major with that. And so, um, so all in all, it, this not not too much has happened with this priority, but that's been a good thing from our point of view. Yeah. Anything to add, Alice? Well, I'll just say with women on the wall, we have a, a meme out that says protect our babies in the womb because you're killing them in the classroom. Mm. And I would urge all Republicans uh, we're winning on the abortion front. And that's a true blessing. Uh, let's start protecting them in the classroom. All right, amen. All right, amen. last one, Second yeah. Amendment rights, because if you don't have the Second, Second Amendment, nothing else matters. That's that's exactly right. And I will tell you that there there is one bill that slid by us, um, yeah. uh, and that's Senate Bill 728. Um, and so that that's one that we're disappointed that got through. Other than that, we haven't had any other major threats, I think, to our Second Amendment rights this session okay. um, other than that bill. I'm going to close with Alice talking about how the governor made school choice, educational freedom, you know, this landmark issue for him. But it didn't go anywhere. Well, it it didn't. And it's because that. Senate Bill 8 was an omnibus bill. Mm. There was a lot of stuff in that bill. One of the things that I think people need to be aware of is in that bill, one of the the marketing 
tool that they used was getting rid of the star. Yeah. And everyone says, get rid of the star. Get the comprehensive the star. testing. Okay. Yeah. Which I agree, the star is not a valid test. Does Johnny know two plus two is four? It is an assessment and it's invalid. But what's coming in to replace it is even more dangerous. And it's uh, the term, they've rebranded it many times, but it's the next generation of assessments and accountability. There's another bill that's passed the House and Senate. It, it needs to be re, re-voted on uh, in the Senate. It's HB 1605. And this is a extremely dangerous bill that is uh, overwhelmingly supported by Republicans. It is promoted by the Texas Commissioner of Education, Mike Morath. This bill is a vendor bill. It basically allows the TEA, the Texas Education Agency, to uh, create a curriculum management system. Mm-hmm. And when and in this bill, over and over, they talk about OER, Open Education Resources. This is a direct line to the UNESCO and mm-hmm. the United Nations. It was OER was developed by. UNESCO, and we are fully implementing it. Now, what's dangerous about this bill is it runs, it's a curriculum management system, basically taking the teacher out of the picture, and the teacher's just a facilitator for a software program. Yeah. Whoever controls the algorithms controls the outcome. Yeah. And it is so, and they piloted this program uh, before it was called Amplify. We had research teams go in and look at the actual curriculum. It had sexually explicit information in it. It was a flop. Morath said that it was a pilot and during COVID they implemented it fast. They didn't have time to vet it. Okay, so you have a record and now you're asking the state to give you over $2 billion to create a curriculum management system? I think you're, you're corrupt and you're, you're being funded by people who are corrupt. And if Abbott signs this bill, his true cut, co- well, we already know his true colors, but this will solidify it. So they needed Senate Bill 8. They need the school choice so that they have access to the private schools and the homeschool to provide them with a curriculum management system. They, it was called Amplify. Now it's, they've rebranded it and called it Boost. They want right. access to our homeschool and our private sure. school. And let me just tell you, a call to action, if this bill passes, and it very likely could, we have got to have a campaign to tell schools. And and he said, Mara said, school districts don't have to take this, but they're Mm -hmm. going to be highly incentivized. Yeah, by withholding of resources and funding. Right. So we need to really, really work with our school board members to get them to not approve this. We need to warn our private schools not to get involved with this. We need to warn our uh, homeschool families, don't take the bait. Yeah. 
don't take the bait. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I agree with that. And, you know, our committee did not approve any of those bills. And as you may recall, in our legislative priority, one of the key things is no uh, government strings attached. Absolutely. Um, because we do not want those homeschool and private uh, school students caught up in the snare of government oversight. Last question. Jill Glover, should there be a special session? <laughs> well, I think. It's going to depend. It depends on what happens in the next 36 hours, to be honest. So we will see. And can I add one more grade? I have to give one more grade. Our grassroots have oh, yeah. been more involved this session than ever before. And I think much yeah. of what we did last session helped set that up for this session. And so I want to give our grassroots an A+. Plus because the good mm -hmm. things that have happened down here this session would not have happened without their phone calls and office visits and involvement. And they are smart and they are educated and I so love and appreciate them. And I think that that's a great thing when, when we talk about lessons learned and best practices, that we need to share that with other state grassroots organizations so we can all be on the same sheet of music and, and we can iron sharpens iron. Special session yes. or not? No way. No, okay. <laughs> No more paying them. Well, look, ladies, Jill, how can people follow you and stay in touch with you? Um, you bet. You know, um, TexasGOP.org, uh, you can follow the Legislative Priorities Report um, on that site. And I am happy if people have a question for me, they can just simply email me at j.glover6 at verizon.net. Okay. And Alice, how can people follow you? They can follow me at Voices Empower, E M. O-W-E-R.com. That's where I write my articles or at womenonthewall.org. That's the organization I work with. And um, we're out there fighting with Jill and, and all the other grassroots organizations. Right. That You're right. A plus. Well, Alice Linehan, Jill Glover, thank you so very much. And guys, guys, let's step up. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I want to have some guys in here to talk about this stuff. But uh, you are all are, without a doubt, women of Sparta. You, 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 are, you truly are warrior women. So thank you. God bless you. And, you know, close it out strong down there in Austin. Yes, sir. With, right. with the Lord's blessings, we will absolutely do that. All right. God bless. Thanks, you both, for being here on thank Steadfast you. and Loyal Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for joining us at the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. Thank you to Alex Alice Linehan and Jill Glover for taking time to talk to us about the 88th Texas State Legislative Session. If you enjoyed this podcast, please click the like button. And as always, until next time, steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.